for downloading this podcast from the Freedom Centre Church in Preston. Looking around and talking to people this morning, everybody is tired. I don't know whether it's the football or whether it's the children or whether it's the the weather or whether it's a Sunday. Uh, but everybody I speak to it says, oh, I'm tired, I'm tired. Um, okay, well, we're going to continue on in our series uh, this week. Uh, ch- series is really choosing the best you. It's about choices this month. Uh, as you know, we've looked at different titles, different topics each month. And this month, we're looking at choices because we've seen that life is all about Uh, choices. But let's read, first of all, uh, from Proverbs, the book of wisdom. (laughs) Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. And whilst you're getting ready with that, uh, we saw last week that commitment is a choice. Uh, We're going to see next week that encouragement is a choice. Uh, the following week, we're going to see when it's our baptism service, we're going to see that following Jesus is actually a choice. And last, last Sunday of the month, we're going to see, you know how we're just singing there, stir a passion in my heart. Well, actually, passion is a choice. It's not something that uh, is something that you wake up with in the morning, whether, oh, I feel, feel really, oh, I'm going to say something there, but I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you wake up in the morning, you feel, I feel really passionate, but that's perhaps not the right thing to say, so we won't say that. Uh, <laughs> but passion is a choice. Uh, it's not something that just goes with uh, the waves of life and the situations of life. Proverbs, let me, let me get out of that quick. Proverbs chapter 3. <laughs> we'll go back. <laughs> Uh, dear me, Proverbs chapter 3, some verses that, uh, that you will know, and uh, we're going to base ourselves uh, this morning through these various verses. And uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own wisdom or understanding, in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects just as a father of the son in whom he delights. Happy is the man or woman who finds wisdom, and the man or woman who gains understanding, for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver, and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things that you may desire cannot compare with wisdom, cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand, in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her, her being wisdom. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up, and clouds dropped down like 
down the dew. My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion so that there will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Okay, that's what we're going to look at this morning very, very quickly so that we all can go home and have a a siesta. (laughs) One of the most famous verses that Christians love is the verse uh, in verse 5 and verse 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding or wisdom. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. I wonder if I was to ask how many of you have got a plaque in, or a, some sort of thing up in your wall in your house with that verse. There'd be quite a few, I would imagine. Uh, in my office... I have, uh, trust means faith, and I have the words faith, or the letters faith, you'll see up here in a second, hopefully, it's going to appear, one, two, three, and it's there, you see? So, as I, you can, we're all sitting at my desk just now, and that's my view of my eye line when I look out into the fields behind our house, and what do you see? You see F-A-I-T-H, faith. And as I think through any issue with regards to this church or with regards to our family, with regards to myself, when I look out the window for inspiration, I have to look through those letters of faith. I have to look through faith. If I'm going to see the outside view, I have to look through faith. And sometimes when I'm grappling with an issue or problem, I look up and I see faith. And I hear God saying to me, Jack, just trust me. Jack, just believe me. Jack, just honor me. Don't honor the issue. Don't worry about the problem. Have faith in me. Because when we worry and we stress, guess what you're doing? You're concentrating on the issue, concentrating on the problem. Well, as God wants us to look at the problem, look at the issue through the eyes of faith. The book of Hebrews tells us it is impossible. Impossible. That means it's not possible to please God. There's a fly attacking me. To please God. Susan warned me, if you open that door, you're going to get attacked with flies. I rebuke that curse. (laughs) I'll not receive that. And anyway, um, where was I? Faith. (laughs) It's impossible to please God if you're not acting, if you're not looking through the eyes of faith. So whatever issue you've got in your life, look through faith to see the other side of the issue. Faith, forsaking all, I trust him. When you trust it, when you lean and when you acknowledge, you're saying to yourself and you're saying to the powers that be, God knows what's best for me. God knows what's best for my situation. You're saying, God will give me wisdom. You're saying, God will tell me what's best for me. You're also saying, I don't know what's best for me. 
So literally, and I'm not swearing, you're saying to hell with the problem, to hell with the issue. I'm going to acknowledge the wisdom that's available from heaven, from my heavenly Father. And it's the faith filter as you look through faith that you learn to deal with life and to deal with its issues. That's wisdom. So choose wisdom. In fact, the very next verse says, Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. When I I wake up in the morning, I have a few tablets that I take, and most of them are vitamin tablets. And they're, I mean, who else takes vitamins? Just them. Am I? um, Well, there's a few who are admitting it, but I wonder about the rest. Um, We take vitamins for our bones, for calcium, for vitamin D, vitamin B, whatever it is. The Bible says, don't be wise in your own hands. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. It's going to be health to you, to your flesh, and strength to your bones. Better than vitamins. Fear the Lord. Fear. What's fear mean? Honoring the Lord and walking away from what's evil in your life. Whatever evil is in your life. And some of you are thinking, I don't have evil in my life. You have evil in your life. You have sin in your life. And the Bible teaches you not to embrace it, but to walk away from it. It's a bit like the, the couple in, uh, it wasn't uh, down in Wiltshire, who this week got uh, contaminated and they found them in their home struggling for life with Nova Chalk. And because they picked up something, they got contaminated with it. And we can be like that with, in our lives, we can get contaminated by something that we pick up in life, by people that we pick up in life, by what we read in life, by what we watch, and I'm not meaning England, <laughs> as a Scotsman, <laughs> we get contaminated, don't we? Some of you ladies watched the football yesterday. Some of the guys watched the football yesterday. You had no interest in football at all. But suddenly, like Susan said to me, I think I'm going to watch the football today. And my ears pricked up. I thought, oh, no. I know what's going to happen. She's going to sit there with her iPad or her her phone, and she's going to be looking on here thinking, what's the feeling? And then she's looking at something. Jack, I just want to talk to you about this. Yeah, I knew exactly what. And before the match even started, she started doing that. And and she saw my face. I said, look, love, you have to put that away. That, That contamination... I had, to, I had to rebuke it out of the room. <laughs> so no interest in football, but she had got contaminated by the excitement of everyone else. You understand? And for some of you, you have no interest in football, but suddenly, you know, you're out there singing, you're, it's coming home, it's coming home. I saw Will like a few days ago. Didn't see him yesterday. And Charlene and I know this is the truth. So the guys and ladies... Don't let him deny it to you. He was literally dancing around the room. Dancing around the room because England had scored a goal. I have never seen him so excited about anything in my life. 
And that's why we're looking at the end of the month that passion is a choice. (laughs) So we can get contaminated, good and bad. And wisdom is knowing that's good. I don't mind being contaminated with that. That's evil. I'm not going to get contaminated with that. Walk away from it. Verse 7, don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. That's wisdom. So choose wisdom. Verse 9, wisdom is honoring the Lord with your possessions. And we all have possessions. All of us have possessions. We in this room are some of the richest people in the world. A very small percentage of people in the world have as much money as what you have. You say, it doesn't feel like that. Well, (laughs) let me tell you, that's true. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Nothing wrong with having possessions, but does your possessions have you? God doesn't have a problem with you having possessions. He told the children of Israel to go out and possess the land, to take the land that, that was given to them. He doesn't have a problem with you having possessions. He has a problem with possessions having you. When you think of your relationship with him, what does he want? He wants full possession of you. That's why the Holy Spirit comes into your life at salvation. And from that moment on, he's constantly looking to fully possess you. For the opportunity to possess all of us. And if you're wise, you will let him have all of you. You will let him have all of your possessions. You know, sometimes when you're a little, little boy, a little girl in the house, and you give them something, and you, you go and you test them. You, I don't know what you do these days, but they used to do it in, in my day. They, my mother would give me something, and then my dad would come along and say, can I have that? No chance. <laughs> you know, grabbing that sweetie or whatever it was. No chance. You're not getting that. We want to possess it. It's mine. Well, my mind went to what Corrie ten Boom, a dear old lady of God, she says, hold everything in your hand loosely and lightly. Otherwise, when I grip it tightly, it hurts me when God wants to take it. And he has to prize my fingers open to get what I have decided I'm going to possess. Nothing wrong with having possessions. Everything wrong with that possession having you. So hold them lightly. So with your possessions, honor the Lord. Everything that you have, honor God with it. That's why we preach tithing. That's why we preach generosity. That's why we preach first fruit giving. What's a first fruit giving? I've told you this. I'll tell you again. It's like when you get a pay rise and you get your first month with the new, your new income that is fresh to you. You give the whole of that first fruit to God. The whole of that increase. You bring it into his house. God's word teaches that. Your flesh says, that's stupid. I've been looking forward to that wage increase. Your spirit says, that's wisdom. Choose wisdom. And we'll look at that later in the year. But this word here, this wisdom here in Proverbs chapter 3 says, if you do that, you will have plenty. 
plenty food, plenty delight. Let me read that in some different versions. The CEV puts it this way. Honor the Lord by giving him your money and the first part of all your crops. Then you will have more grain and grapes than you will ever need. Good news. Honor the Lord by making him an offering from the best of all your land produces. If you do, your barns will be filled with grain and you will have too much wine to be able to store it all. The message. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and give him the best. Your barns will burst. Your wine vats will brim over. Honoring God. Giving to God. Trusting God. Give him what's his. You know, you know when you get a bill in the, in the post and uh, you think, oh, your heart sinks a little bit. You know, you think, I'm going to have to meet this bill, meet this requirement, pay this invoice, whatever it is. Well, God says that about your income. Give, I've given you a bit extra. Give me back what's mine. And then he tests our faith whether we're going to do that or not. That's wisdom. Choose wisdom. And then verse 11, they will come to the point when God takes you in hand and disciplines you. A bit like what in my day, mother used to say to me, just wait till your dad gets home. <laughs> just, you ladies use that sometimes? Just wait till dad gets home. And uh, they get to the stage, you never want dad to come home because <laughs> you know what's going to happen, you know. Um, <laughs> but God takes us in hand. Your father will take you in hand. Uh, and and sometimes God does that with us. He does. And if you're thinking, I don't like that, God's Word says, if that happens to you, then it proves one thing. He loves you. He loves you. Well, that's a funny way of showing love. But it is. In God's economy, if He disciplines you, it's because he loves you. He loves you enough to discipline you. So don't let your heart go hard. Don't resent it. Don't sulk. Don't go in a mood. See it as an encouragement that God loves me. He loves me enough to tell me off. Remember, this life is a training ground for the next life. And it's the ones that are going to the next life that he trains in this life. So be soft-hearted enough to accept discipline, to accept rebuke, to accept the punishment, to accept the training. When we had little ones, I told off those little ones. I did not tell other families' little ones off. They got a greater discipline than I gave anywhere else. Why? Because they were mine. Why? Because I loved them. Why? Because I would not accept that I knew they were better than what their behavior was. And that's what God's like with me. That's what God's like with you. That's wisdom. Suck it up and take what God's got for you and move on. That's wisdom. Choose wisdom. Verse 13, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man or woman who gains understanding. Because when you find it, you profit from having it. A better profit than selling something that's valuable to you. A better profit than getting all the gold that's in your drawers and bringing it all together and selling it is a better profit than that. The message puts it this way. You're blessed when you meet Lady Wisdom. When you make friends with Madam Insight, she's worth far more than money in the bank. 
Her friendship is better than a big salary. Her value exceeds all the trappings of wealth. There's the things happening in your life that you need wisdom. You think, I just need, I need to be wise in this situation. I need, to, I need some sort of wisdom. Well, let me give you a clue what to do. Pick up the book of Proverbs every day, and if it's the fifth of the month, read the fifth chapter of Proverbs. If it's the tenth of the month, read the tenth chapter of Proverbs. All the way through, 31 chapters, 31 days normally. Read, and you will become wiser and wiser and wiser when you begin to put into practice what you've read in the book of Proverbs. Chapter 4, verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. How do I get it? Well, James tells us, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will, it will, it will be given to you, to him. So ask, seek, knock. Because he's got a wisdom in abundance. Ask him for some wisdom for your situation. God has the key for your situation. God has the answer for every problem and every issue. He has the solution. And if we can get the wisdom and apply it to that problem, whatever that problem is, it will improve. So to get the best you, to choose the best you, you need to choose wisdom. Chapter 5, verse 1, my son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding. But we're not good at asking questions, are we? And if we do ask, we're not good at taking the advice. When did I last, last ask for advice? And if I did ask for someone's wisdom, did I take notice of what they said? People here this morning... There's people here this morning who have the wisdom to solve your problem. <laughs> Think about that. There's somebody just sitting somewhere in this room who has the wisdom to solve your issue. If we would just ask, they could give us the benefit of that wisdom. But we don't ask, so we don't get Somebody probably has encountered your issue before. They've got wisdom to release you from the issue, but we don't ask. We don't humble ourselves. Why don't we humble ourselves? Because our, our pride has made us unteachable. Rarely do people come to me, <laughs> maybe this tells you something, rarely do they come to me and say, can I have the benefit of your wisdom? But when it does... My ears prick up. Happened a couple of Sundays ago. Happened on Thursday evening at Connect. When somebody asks me for some wisdom, I immediately think to myself, it takes wisdom to ask for wisdom. It takes wisdom to ask for wisdom. Because what generally happens is person A has a problem. Person A tries to solve the problem. Person A then struggles with the problem. Person A gets depressed over the problem. Person A says, nobody cares about my problem. Person A says, there's no love in this church for my problem. But here's the kicker. Person A usually hasn't told anybody about the problem, especially men. 
That's why there's far more suicides with men than there is with women. Three and a half times more men commit suicide than women in this country. Three and a half times, according to a survey in 2012, because Satan loves isolating men. Choosing the best you means choosing to be wise and choosing to ask for wisdom from God and also from other people, and then choosing to act on that wisdom. But often our pride gets in the way, our stubbornness gets in the way, our fear gets in the way, our ego gets in the way, our honor gets in the way, our sin gets in the way, and we do not ask. And yet someone, both in heaven and maybe even in this church, has the answer to your and my issue. Proverbs 11 verse 4 says, Where there is no guidance, the people fall. But in abundance of counselors, there's victory. Proverbs 12, 15, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. I wonder what would happen to us if we applied God's wisdom, if we chose wisdom in our lives. Pay attention to wisdom, God says. And what will happen? Verse 2, you will preserve discretion. Your lips will keep knowledge. What does that mean? You will acquire a taste for good sense, the message says. What I will tell you will keep you out of trouble. This is an acquired taste. It's not our natural inclination. Often it goes against the grain of our independence and our pride and our self-determination. But wisdom is a friendship that we need to develop over the course of the year, over the course of our life. So we need to find it. We need to seek it. We need to make it sure that we treasure it. We need to also make sure that we act upon it. So let me just read this in closing. Proverbs chapter 2. My son... Put your name there. Jack, Susan, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek wisdom as silver and search for wisdom as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk uprightly. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you. As we look at choices this month, let me give you one of the best choices that you can ever make in your life. You decide, whatever age you are, you know what, from this day on, I'm going to choose wisdom. I'm going to run after wisdom. I'm going to look out wisdom. I'm going to speak to people about wisdom. In all your choices, choose wisdom because you'll never regret it. And the future you will thank you of this age for you choosing wisdom. Let's just pray.
The God of the universe wants to give you his wisdom. Why wouldn't we ask for it? I'll say that again. The God of this universe wants to give us wisdom. Why wouldn't we ask for it? Lord, I pray for every situation represented in this room this morning. Every problem, every pain, every difficult situation, every heaviness that's been carried. Lord, God of the universe, God of wisdom, help us to have the grace and the humility to ask you for wisdom for that, for wisdom for us, for wisdom for the situation, for wisdom for our family, for wisdom for our relationships, for wisdom for our finances, Lord. Help us to wise up this morning, Lord. Literally, wise up and choose wisdom. I want you to think this morning of your situation, of your difficulty. And I want you to almost, as it were, be sitting at my office desk and you're looking out the, w- the window and you're pondering the problem, you're pondering the situation. Look through the eyes of faith that God knows best, that God has the answer, that God wants to be with you in this situation. So choose him. Choose to honor him. Choose wisdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand as we take our final song. For more information about our church or to access more of our resources, please visit thefreedomcenter.com.